Almost two years ago, the federal government's National State of the Environment report found that at least 19 ecosystems in Australia were showing signs of collapse or near collapse. At the time, Environment Minister Tanya Plibersek told the ABC the country's environmental laws weren't up to scratch. We do need to change our laws. If we stick with what we're doing now, we'll keep getting the same results, which is an environment in crisis and getting worse. Well, this week, a group of environmental lawyers are in Canberra to review the new draft legislation. They're already concerned about what's being proposed. Dania Jacobs is the Special Counsel for Environmental Justice Australia. She's one of the lawyers in Canberra to view this draft legislation. Dania, these draft laws have not yet been shared with the public, so you've seen stuff that we haven't. You've seen sections of these laws as part of the consultation process. Uh, what problems have you initially identified here? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on the show. So reform of this Act is really a once-in-a-generation opportunity to transform Australia's, frankly, shocking environmental trajectory. And the government committed to some really bold reforms when it embarked on this reform process, and we really supported that ambition. We are concerned that the draft laws that we've seen so far don't match that level of ambition, and they're not strong enough yet. There are too many loopholes and in particular, the laws are silent on land clearing. We just can't see how what is currently on the table will turn around the really shocking scourge of deforestation that's occurring in Australia. And we can't see how it'll fix the total failure of the current act to reign in this sector. And to put that in perspective, Australia sits alongside places like Borneo and Brazil as a deforestation hotspot. We're in a global extinction crisis and Australia has the highest rate of mammal extinction on the planet. So these new laws have some serious work to do, particularly around deforestation and land clearing, and we want to see that addressed squarely and head on. In fact, you've previously called for a land clearing trigger. What, is, what does that mean? Yeah, so it's actually really simple. It just means including some words in the Act or in the new mandatory environment standards that say that plans to clear areas over a certain number of hectares where threatened species are likely to occur must be the subject of applications for assessment and approval under the new Act. And that would make sure land clearing sits alongside other sectors that ensure that their applications for development where there are threatened species likely to occur, they go through that assessment and approval process. I would just want to understand this kind of this point. It's sort of complicated, but the, the Environment Department um, told a public webinar in, I think, November last year that the proposed Environmental Protection Agency, uh, this new federal body, would be responsible for decisions on whether a development could proceed and that the Environment Minister could issue a statement of expectations but not specifically direct an agency. Is that what you, is in this draft that you've cited? Um, yeah, so that's right. It's fantastic that the government has established um, or has proposed at this stage establishing a new Environment Protection Agency, and that's very welcomed. It's one step in the direction of moving Australia away from environmental decisions based on politics toward environmental decisions that are squarely based on the science, and that's desperately needed in Australia. Um, and creating the EPA is one step in that direction, um, but we're worried by some other aspects of the laws, and in particular, um, what are called ministerial call-in powers. So, although the EPA 
is set up to be the primary decision maker, deciding applications for approval from a whole host of industries to conduct their developments. Um, there is powers that will be available to the minister to call in a decision that she doesn't want the EPA to decide and for the minister to make um, the decision about whether that development will go ahead or not. So it really takes the decision-making out of the hands of the EPA and places it back in the political sphere. And we're really worried about that proposal. We think it has the potential to undo some of the really important gains that will be made by putting the EPA in place. Um, and frankly, it needs to go. <laughs> I'll be speaking with the Environment Minister, Tanya Plibersek, after five o'clock. I'm sure she will repeat her government's record on taking substantive action uh, to achieve uh, environment and carbon emissions goals. I mean, but for example, Australia made the commitment to end deforestation by 2030 at COP23 back in 2021. That commitment was reinforced at the most recent COP28 summit in December. Do you think the government can stand by its record? Um, look, those commitments um, that have been made at the COP climate summits are really important federal decisions that have been made by the Australian government. And they really do make clear that deforestation is an issue that the federal government needs to be dealing with. And this reform agenda, making these really transformative changes to our national environment laws, this is the place to be putting into practice these commitments. We need to see these laws um, take real steps toward delivering the commitment to end deforestation by 2030. Special Counsel for Environmental Justice Australia, Dania Jacobs, there she's joining the Wilderness Society and Environment Centre Northern Territory to flag concerns over these new environmental laws. Thank you for your time this afternoon. Thanks so much for having me. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.